With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, good evening, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again. The O the Pain podcast. It is Friday. It is May the 6th. It is 2022. And the Joe Beningo O the Pain podcast, of course. Brought to you by Beach Camera, by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by KZ Sports Marketing, by Anita Discount Tire, by the outstanding Blue Hill Golf Course in Pearl River, New York, and by the Sidebar in Hackensack, New Jersey. Before I get started, don't forget, a week from tonight, our next live Oda Payne podcast, once again from the Hackensack Brewing Company, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, New Jersey. You want to check it out? Uh, should be uh, should be uh, a, a great, great night. A lot of surprises for you. So uh, come in, check it out. May 13th, week from Friday at the Hackensack Brewing Company, our next Oda Payne live podcast. Now, I was going to start today with the Rangers last night, uh, evening up their uh, best of seven opening round series against the hated Penguins. They beat them last night 5-2 to two after that epic disaster. Uh, two nights earlier when they lost that triple overtime game where they got hosed with that goal that was taken away with about four minutes to go in regulation. They wound up losing that game 4-3. to three. Uh, Of course, 79 saves in that game by the great Igor Sesterkin. But we'll get into the Rangers who even the series, as I said, against Pittsburgh at 1-1. But you got to start with the Mets. I mean, it's unbelievable what's going on with the Mets. You know, so far this year, the New York Mets, they're sitting right now at 19-9 and on the year. They have not lost a series yet. They'd won their first seven series of the year. They split the recent four-game series with the Braves at City Field. But the Mets this year have won a number of epic games. You know, it's only May 6th. And how many games have we seen the Mets win that make you think that this team has got something special going? That this team has some kind of, you know, destiny, uh, you know, awaiting them sometime in October. Because they last night was the topper of toppers. You know, we saw the game a couple weeks ago in St. Louis where they were down 2-0 in the ninth inning, two out, and came back and scored five runs with two out. Nolan Arenado, you know, arguably, uh, you know, the Brooks Robinson of his era, uh, uh, throwing a ball away to set up the five-run inning. Nimmo with the big home run to top uh, to, to, to uh, top it off. And the Mets come back and beat the Cardinals in that game 5-2, to two, uh, you know, a, a snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. Then, last week against the Phillies, in fact, a week ago today, the no-hitter, the combined no-hitter, you know, with uh, uh, Tyler McGill starting the game and, uh, you know, pitching five innings and then everybody else, you know, uh, chipping in to help Smith and Lugo. And then eventually uh, it uh, closed out with just an unbelievable ninth inning by by, uh, Edwin Diaz. And the Mets had that no-hitter, that combined no-hitter, the second in their history. But last night in Philadelphia was the topper of the toppers. You know, I'm watching the Ranger game, and the Mets were down 7-1 to one in the game. They were going, It was like the eighth inning, 
you know, Monte hit a home run to make it 7-1. And you're like, ah, you know, okay. Look, what are you going to do? They're going to lose tonight. Taiwan Walker didn't have it. Got beat up pretty good. Gave up seven runs in in the four innings he pitched. Those back-to-back home runs to Harper and Castellanos. And I'm watching the Ranger game. I'm watching the post game. And I kind of fell asleep after that and just thinking, ah, the Mets lost. I get up this morning, come to find out, and then I watch the, the Met rewind at the end. The Mets score seven runs. Are you serious? In the top of the ninth inning to win the game eight to seven? What? Oh, my God. You, I mean, I, this is – I mean, one epic win after another for this baseball team. I mean, you, you can't make it up. They're down seven to one. I know the Philly bullpen is terrible. They're down seven to one, and then Marte would hit the home run. How good is Starling Marte, by the way? I mean, you, you know, the, the moves the Mets have made. Before we even get into the, what they did last night, the off-season moves the Mets have made, every one of them is coming up aces, whether it's Marte, whether it's Canna, whether it's Escobar, you know, whether it's obviously Max Scherzer, and of course, Buck Showalter as manager. I mean, every move they have made in the off-season has really, really paid off for this team. I mean, these guys are all performing at an extremely high level. But Monte, who would hit the home run uh, to get their first run of the game and make it 7-1, to one, leads off with an infield hit. His speed beats out a roller you know, toward the pitcher. And then Francisco Lindor, who was mired in an 0-for-18 slump that nobody really was paying attention to because the Mets were winning, hits a big a bomb of a two-run home run. Now it's a 7-3 game. Before you know it, Alonzo's ripping a double. Uh, you know, Cannon gets that uh, that hit off the pitcher that scores a run to make it 7-4. How good has he been? And then a huge, after after Dom Smith strikes out for the second out, a huge pinch hit double by J.D. Davis to make it a 7-5 game. And then Brandon Nimmo, you know, you talk about underrated players in baseball. How good is Brandon Nimmo? I mean, this guy, he's an on-base machine. We know that already, but you talk about clutch hits. I mentioned I mentioned that home run he hit, that two-run home run to tap it, uh, top off the win in St. Louis a couple weeks ago. Nimmo comes up, two out, two on, uh, 7-5 game, and rips that base hit up the middle to tie the game at 7-7. Then Marte finishes the comeback off with that bomb off the wall in left center field. Looked like it was out uh, at uh, Citizens Bank. And the Mets go on to win it 8-7. An easy ninth inning for Edwin Diaz, who all of a sudden has become just lights out. Now, he still scares the hell out of me. Don't get me wrong. And I'm still completely concerned about the Met bullpen. Don't get me wrong about that either. I really am. Adovino's terrible. Trevor May, I know he's hurt right now, but he stinks too. You know, so you you got to be a little, little concerned about the Met bullpen. But... Even Lugo has been been shaky, but Diaz has been money so far this year. I mean, you can say whatever you want. I think he's blown one save, but he has been unfreaking believable. And he's not even giving you that, you know, that agita that you generally get. You know, that John Franco, uh, Armando Benitez, you know, that that stuff. You know, that kind of agita. Even the days of Jesse Orozco that you would get from the closer. You're not even getting that right now from Diaz. You know, so it's unbelievable. And the Mets come back and win this game 8-7. They're 19-9 on the year. As I mentioned, they have not lost the series yet. They won their first seven, split the last one with the Braves at four-game series. Tough to win four-game series. 
They got one now with the Phillies. But that is an unbelievable win. Just another game that makes you think that something special is going on here with the New York Mets in 2022. Just a completely different feeling to this team. Everybody is contributing. And even remember, we had Bobby Usler on Monday in our interview session. And this Monday, I'm not telling you who we may or may not have on. We may have somebody on. We may not. We'll find out. We'll see how as we get closer. I'm not promoing anything. But, you know, just stay tuned on Monday and you'll find out, you know, what we're what we're doing. But nevertheless, uh, you know, it, it, it's unbelievable. But even to the point that when they had to make a roster move, the roster move they made last week was was uh, uh, letting go, designating Robbie Cano for assignment, even though they still owed him thirty nine million dollars. And, you know, you know that if the Wilpons still own the team, there's no freaking way that they would have let Cano go with all that money that they were not going to just pay him $39 million for not doing anything and not being on a team anymore. Different world now with Stevie Cohen as the owner. Different world now with Buck Showalter as the manager. Different world with Max Scherzer in that dugout. And isn't it amazing? And I know I'm no fan of Jacob DeGrom, okay, all right? But isn't it amazing that they're doing all this without Jake? Isn't it amazing? Wow. As he continues to rehab, God knows when you're going to see him pitch again. You know what? The bottom line is the Mets really don't need him. That's really the bottom line. But we'll see. We'll see if and when he comes back. And when he does, we can only pray that he pitches at a very high level and helps this team get to a World Series. But right now, things are just going swimmingly in Metland and just uh, the topper of toppers. It's only early May. And we have seen, as I've said, a number of these kind of games already. But last night was the topper so far. 7-1, ninth inning in Philly to the Phillies that they're losing. And they come back from the dead. Seven runs in the top of the ninth inning and win this game 8-7. to seven. It is a tremendous time right now to be a Met fan. And they'll play game two of this series tonight against the Phillies in Philly with the incomparable, the great Max Scherzer on the mound. You got to be uh you got to be just de- delirious right now if you're a fan of the New York Mets. And while we're talking baseball, the Yankees did not play last night, but I want to I want to give the Yankees their due. They lost the other night to in Toronto 2 to 1, but of course they won 11 consecutive games prior to that. They got the best record in baseball right now. And and the Yankee fans are still not happy. You know, they're still not like like they won 11 in a row. Oh, well, yeah. It only matters October. Well, you know, it's May. I mean, you got to play the you got to play the regular season before you get to freaking October. They'd won 11 in a row. Aaron Judge completely unconscious right now. Everything hitting on all, <coughs> all cylinders for the Yankees right now. I mean, you know, you got to give me a break. And I would not pay Aaron Judge. I got to tell you right now, I would not pay him until maybe September. You know, let him keep playing for the money, let him keep working for that contract because he has been you know, just completely red freaking hot uh, so far this year. So the Yankees off day yesterday had their 11 game winning streak snapped by stopped by Toronto the other day, but they come back home now to Yankee Stadium and they'll play the Texas Rangers in a, a weekend series. And speaking of Rangers, how about last night at the Ranger game? All the Yankees were there. You see them chugging beers, Rizzo, Judge, and LeMayu. All chugging beers with their Ranger jerseys on. Really? Give me a break, man. All of a sudden, these guys are all Ranger fans. Come on, stop. 
Anyway, was Rizzo wearing a Black Hawk jersey a couple a couple years ago when he was in Chicago? Whatever. Still, <laughs> uh, the Yankees red hot. The Mets just unbelievable last night. It is a very, very good time for uh, a, a baseball in New York for both teams right now. But the win last night by the Mets, just an unbelievable, epic, epic comeback. Seven runs in the top of the ninth inning to beat the Phillies. Uh, wow. W- what can you say? All right. Joe Beningo with you here, the Old the Pain podcast. Let me get some of my sponsors in here. Let's start with the Hackensack Brewing Company and all my buddies over there. Don't forget, a week from tonight, May 13th, our next live Oda Payne podcast, Hackensack Brewing Company, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. Go check it out. The great Mike Jones, the great Herb, all the great stuff Herb does for us. TJ, Andre, everybody over there. Always 12 beers on tap. Uh, you got the outdoor beer garden as the weather starts to get better now. And the tap room is huge uh, to begin with. It's a great venue, great setting there. The uh, tap room's open 4.30 at 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue, Hackensack. Again, a week from tonight, we'll have surprises for you there, all kinds of surprises. Come check us out on next live Ode to Pain podcast, Hackensack Brewing Company, a week from tonight, May 13th. Uh, of course, 78 Johnson Avenue, in Hackensack, I want to well, my my buddy Kenny Zor, who does all this great stuff for me uh, at the KZ Sports Marketing. Uh, he's probably going to be there again. Uh, he's working on some things for me right now. If you're looking to secure your favorite athlete or celebrity for any event, could be a charity function, corporate golf outing, in-store autograph appearance, give my real good friend Kenny Zor from KZ Sports Marketing. Give him a call. Call him directly right on his cell phone. It's like the bat phone, 516-996-7616. 516-996-7616. Simply visit kzsportsmarketing.com. The great Kenny Zor. All right. As far as the uh, the hockey's concerned, <laughs> Rangers after that, just unbelievably brutal loss in game one on uh, whatever that was, a Monday night, losing, or Tuesday night, I guess it was, that uh, that opener they lost 4-3, to three, triple overtime against the Penguins. A game that it looked like the Rangers had won the game. They scored tied 3-3. Capo uh, Caco making that tremendous play, going to the net, setting up what looked like the game-winning goal. I forget who scored the goal. I think it was Philip Heedle. That's who it was. Heedle actually looked like he had scored the goal to give the Rangers the 4-3 lead with about four minutes left in the game, in game one. And it was challenged by Sullivan, the coach of the Penguins, and the, and the, the, uh, the goal is waved off. I mean, really? I couldn't believe it. Now, they called it a goal on the ice, and you look at the replay, and it clearly looks like Kako was pushed into the goaltender. They called goalie interference. It clearly looked like he was pushed into the goaltender. Nevertheless, you know, they go to Toronto. They look at the replay. They wave off the goal. The game winds up going to the third overtime, and you kind of felt, <laughs> as a Ranger fan, you kind of felt that when they got hosed with that call, remember, they also – um, the, uh, the Penguins had four power plays to the Rangers one. And remember the two man advantage that happened right after the Rangers had taken the lead on that shorthanded goal by Chris Kreider that made it three, two in game one came right back, got a, uh, a penalty, uh, and the Rangers wound up going down to, uh, a two, two man disadvantage five on three for Pittsburgh where they wound up tying the game. And then of course in the third overtime, uh, Malkin wins it with about, about four minutes into the third overtime 
Just a horrific, brutal, brutal loss for the Rangers. What a night, though. How, how good is Shostarkin? He made 79 saves in that game. What? 83 shots on goal in game one for Pittsburgh. 79 saves for Shostarkin. Uh, an all-time Ranger record. I think this is second most saves in the history of the National Hockey League in, in any game. So that's unbelievable. But you wondered how the Rangers were going to bounce back from that disaster on Tuesday. And they bounce back nicely. They win last night, 5-2. to two. And look, this Penguin team is a dangerous team. I know the Rangers beat them three out of four during the season. But when you have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin on the same team, this guy Getzel, who, you know, all he does is score goals on that line with Crosby. He scored another one last night, too, after he had two in game one. But they're a dangerous team. And really, I thought the, the, the turning point of this game the Rangers were up 3-1 after that uh, tap-in goal by Chris Kreider, second in two games, made it 3-1. And then Crosby made, late in the third in the second period, Crosby made just an unbelievable play. He goes one-on-four to the net, and somehow gets a shot off. Shesterkin saves it, but the rebound comes out, and Crosby puts it back in to make it 3-2 with about a minute and a half to go in the second period. And you're nervous. You know, let's be honest. You're a Ranger fan there. You're a little nervous now, you know? You still got the lead 3-2 going into the third period, and the Rangers have been dominant this year. I forget what the exact number is, but they've been dominant this year when they've led going into the third period. Nevertheless, they still had the lead, but you felt a little shaky after that late goal by Crosby, and the Rangers have really had no answers for Crosby. I mean, that's got to concern you a little bit here. You know, Gensel and Crosby, they've had no answers for those guys, and that's something that, that – you know, we'll see going forward now as uh, we move uh, tomorrow night for game three in, in Pittsburgh. But the, the, the first eight, nine minutes of this third period and the Penguins just threw everything at Shesterkin. I think they actually outshot the Rangers nine zip for about the first six, seven minutes of the second period, uh, excuse me, the third period. And a huge save by Shesterkin on, on Crosby at the doorstep. And Shesterkin really keeps him in the game until the Rangers were able uh, to get those two goals and close it out and win the game 5-2. Panarin making a tremendous play. How about the play, Panarin? Man, what a night Panarin had last night. He had a very quiet game in game one. Last night, he was terrific. Three points in the game, had a couple assists, scored the goal that gave the Rangers that 4-2 lead. And what a play he made as he gets knocked down going to the net, and he's kind of almost behind the net, and he fires the puck. It hits the skate of one of the uh, Penguin defensemen, and goes in the net to make it a 4-2 game. Rangers topped it off later on. Frank Vitrano, how good has he been? How good has Andrew Kopp and Frank Vitrano been? Two guys that the Rangers picked up at the deadline or right before it. Unbelievable, the, the, the job they've done. Vitrano scores the goal that really ices the game at 5-2. And then you had late in the game with the Rangers up 5-2, that play where Shesterkin's out of the net, and who was it, Carter, that knocks him over? When he was out of the net, and come on, are you telling me that's not a cheap shot? The Penguins are down by three goals with a couple minutes to go in the game. They know they're going to lose this game. It's worth taking a shot at Shostarkin, isn't it? Why not? So you can't tell me that that wasn't done on purpose because it was. And I'll tell you, when you initially look at the at that play, Shostarkin's down for a while. You, you're getting nervous. Looked like he was out. It almost looked like he was out cold there. For a little bit, and I don't know if he was. He was kind of lying on the ice for, you know, a minute or two, and you were really getting concerned because, let's be honest, 
If Shesterkin goes down, the Rangers are done. I mean, I know Gorgiev is, is, a, is a good backup goalie, but, you know, Shesterkin's the best goalie in hockey. He's going to win the Vesna Trophy. I mean, you saw what he did even in the loss in overtime, 79 saves. He had 39 saves last night. Really kept the Rangers in the game early on, as I said, in that th- uh, third period when the Penguins made that big push and you were getting worried that they were going to come back and take control of the game. And he he kept them at bay till the Rangers could come back and get those two goals uh, to ice it at five to two. But you were you you were a little concerned when you saw she, I know I was when I saw Shesterkin go down, but I clearly thought that was a cheap shot. Uh, we'll see what happens going forward. But the uh, Rangers even the series last night at the Garden at one game apiece. Game three and uh, really unbelievable. Nothing like Ranger playoff hockey, I'll tell you. And right now you're seeing it once the once we get rolling on this. Series tied 1-1, game three in Pittsburgh Saturday night. And you know what I like about what they're doing in hockey? Every other night is a game. It's not like the NBA. You know, they play a game, and they take three days off, and they play again. Then they play, take two more days off, and they play. You know, they stretch the series out forever. The Rangers are playing every other night. Tomorrow night, Saturday night is game three. Monday night is game four. Wednesday night back at the Garden is game five. You know, if there is a game six, it'll be uh, in Pittsburgh on uh, next Friday night. So it's every other night. You love the way the hockey does it. Uh, Not like the basketball where they try to stretch, you know, a seven-game series out for a month. So, but a great win last night. Rangers back in the series. A game they really had to have, let's be honest. If they would have lost last night, you could not have felt very good they were going to come back and win here. But they get get the split, uh, even though they lose game one. Now go to Pittsburgh and win one game. That's really all you need to do right now. You'd love to see him take both, get one out of two in Pittsburgh, come back to the Garden even at 2-2. But uh, the series on, and the Rangers win it last night by a final score of 5-2. Now, a couple other of my sponsors uh, before we get – I just want to – my closing thoughts on the the Jet Draft. Again, want to thank everybody. Want to thank Seth and everybody over at the Sidebar uh, in uh, Hackensack, New Jersey, on 45 Main Street. Had a great uh, live podcast a week and a half ago. And uh, go check it out. It's a great little venue there, right on Main Street, right by, right around the uh, the by the courthouse building there, uh, on the main square there in Hackensack. Go check it out. See Seth. Great food there. You want to get a lamb burger? You can get it at at the sidebar. So uh, go check it out again. Forty five Main Street in Hackensack. Tell him Beningo sent you. Go see Seth. Go have a nice dinner. Go have a couple pops. A uh, very nice atmosphere there. They got all the TVs for all this, all the games. Uh, terrific. Go check out the sidebar, 45 Main Street, Hackensack, New Jersey. Also, don't forget uh, the great Blue Hill Golf Course. Played there the other day. Actually, it was really my games have been in the toilet a little bit. Played, came back late. Had a couple pars late there the other day. Not too bad uh, playing on the uh, on uh, Woodlands. And then Lakeside, go check it out. Blue Hill Golf Course, Pearl River, New York. Go see all the guys there. Big Mike, AJ, Chase, tremendous. As I mentioned, three nine-hole golf course, uh, three nine-holes there, 27 holes, tremendous. Go check it out. Go check out the Pro Shop. They got the best Pro Shop of any golf course around. It rivals any, as I always say, any of the big golf stores, PGA store, Golf Galaxy, any of them, go check out their pro shop. They got anything you could want there, clothes, clubs, bags, balls, whatever you need. 
Go check it out. Shoes, they got it at the pro shop at the uh, Blue Hill Golf Course. And, uh, of course, as well, go go check. Why, on your way to Blue Hill, you can go, go to Anita Tire and get a new set of tires because it's only a couple miles away in Rivervale, New Jersey, on Westwood Avenue. Go see Ari. Go see my son, Johnny. You need an oil change. You need any work done with your car. You need a new set of tires. Go check them out there at Anita Tire. Tell them again I sent you. Looks like uh, sometime in the summer, maybe sooner than that, we're going to be doing a live podcast right from the tires there at Anita Tire. I'm going to do my I'm going to do my live podcast inside the tires at Anita Tire. So uh, you my my wife's laughing about it, but you got to you got to go check it out. And again, uh, tell them I sent you uh, a tremendous tremendous. Uh, go get your uh, all your uh, work done at um, Anita Tire. No question about it. That's the uh, the way to go. Tell them, uh, say hello, like I said, say hello to Johnny, say hello to Ari, and, uh, you know, it, it, they'll take care of, of every need you have for um, for your car. Uh, one more, too. Let me get in my guy here. Of course, Isaac at Beach Camera has been with me for day one. God bless him. He offers all the top brands, LG, Samsung, Sony. Give Isaac a call, Beach Camera, 732-993-6385. Stop in 80 car to drive Edison and he'll take care. He'll save you money. You can use the code Joe B for 15 bucks off your order of a hundred dollars or more at beachcamera.com. Go check it out. Uh, go say hello to uh, Isaac. And like I said, he's been a great sponsor right from the beginning of the show. Now the jet draft on paper, you got to love it. You really do. You got to love what the, I didn't get a chance to wrap it up. We had Bobby on Monday. Got to love what they did. I mean, all the way down the line. Three picks in the first round. Trading back up to get the pass rusher Johnson from Florida State. <clears throat> you know, even though I wanted one of those tackles, you take Sauce Gardner. Hopefully, he's going to be a lockdown corner at four. You take Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver from Ohio State, at 10. Um, you know, I'm so glad they didn't make the Debo Samuel trade. I guess Joe Douglas actually called this the Niners. Uh, uh, right before he made that 10th pick to see if they, I guess he offered the 10th pick straight up for Debo. Thank God that didn't happen. You know, I want no part of these prima donna wide receivers from other teams. Why do you want to leave a, play, a place like San Francisco to come to the Jets only because they're going to pay you? I, I don't trust these guys at all. Let's build our own team. You'll build championships through the draft. When you get to a certain point, if you're the Rams of last year and you want to bring in veteran guys, that's a different story. That's not the position the Jets are in. So, but love what they did in the first round. Love what they did trading up with the Giants a couple spots to get the running back out of, uh, of uh, excuse me, out of Iowa State. Brees Hall, this guy's a 25, da- uh, you know, carry a game guy. Uh, you know, maybe a lot of people felt the best running back in the country. You get him early in the second round. You get the tight end from Ohio State, Rucker, in the third round, Jeremy Rucker. Good player, teammate of Wilson, teammate of all those guys with Alave, the kid uh, uh, Jackson ahead of Bo, however you say his name, that's playing there now uh, with the Buckeyes. But you really got to like what you saw, uh, what uh, Douglas did in this draft. You got to like what Douglas did in free agency. Now it's got to translate on the field. Now it's got to happen on the field. There's no more excuses. This team has a lot of weapons for Zach Wilson. They got a solid offensive line, especially even though I got a lot of uh, concerns about Beckton. But if Beckton can come back and be the player he was when he was actually playing in his rookie year and, you know, actually can get on the field, 
boy, you have a chance to have just a tremendous offensive line. You know, you got a bookends at pass rushing now with Johnson on one side, Carl Lawson, of course, coming back, back from the injury. We didn't see him play at all last year. Got to, got to be happy with that. Hopefully Gardner turns into the second coming of Darrell Revis uh, as a, as a lockdown corner. You know, the other two guys they brought in, Whitehead and Reed, uh, to kind of stabilize the secondary. You got Bryce Wall on the other side now. Uh, you, look, there's no excuses, you know. Six and 11 isn't cutting it. Seven and 10 isn't going to cut it. This team has to have a winning year next year. I don't want to hear it anymore. You know, uh, the two and four teams, the four and 13s, enough of that already. We got to find out this year about Robert Sala. We got to find out this year about Zach Wilson. Douglas has set it up. You know, you never know what these guys are going to be till they start playing. But certainly on paper, you got to love what this Jet team did. And there's no reason this team can't make a big jump. I know Buffalo owns this division. I get it. And they're clearly the best team in the division. There's no doubt about it. And they look like there's certainly a Super Bowl contender. But with that said, is New England really that good? I know Belichick's still there. They got kind of exposed late in the year. Mac Jones got exposed a little bit. Buffalo destroyed them in that playoff game. And I don't know about the Dolphins. They got a new head coach. I understand they got Tyreek Hill. Are you really sold on Tua as, as the real deal at quarterback? I don't know about the Dolphins at all. There's no reason the Jets can't make a big move in this division this year, even though even if they can't beat Buffalo, which they probably won't. But we need a winning season from the Jets this year. No more damn excuses. Enough. They haven't, they haven't made the playoffs since 2010. It's time. I'm not expecting playoffs this year, but I'm expecting them to be right there in the mix for the playoffs all year long. Another 6-11, and 7-10 and 10 year is not freaking cutting it. But you got to like what happened in the draft with Joe Douglas. Got to be very, very happy about that. All right, Joe Beningo with you here, the Oda Payne Podcast. Want to thank everybody. Want to thank my wife for all the work she does on the podcast. My wonderful daughter, Erin, this couldn't happen without her. Uh, everybody have a great, great weekend. Enjoy it. We'll be back Monday with some surprises for you. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Uh, and uh, we will talk to you again on the Oda Payne Podcast on Monday. All the love.